Hey everyone, welcome back to yet another episode of Live Set Apart, where we talk about random topics and discuss it with a biblical worldview. I'm here with my co-host Hannah. Hi. Sorry, I'm cha- I changed up the intro on you, Hannah. That's okay. And for those of you who didn't know, I, I didn't say my name. I'm Emily. Oh, I forgot. Thank goodness. <laughs> Whoa. Wouldn't want you to forget my name. That could have been very bad, <laughs> folks. <laughs> my goodness. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, um, so we are here today. And before we get into whatever, first, just a quick housekeeping thing. Um, I've, people couldn't tell, I've been a little behind on the Instagram posts, um, working on that. Uh, it's, it's an area of growth, honestly. Maybe we should hire someone. Or at least <laughs> talk to one of our friends who can actually do it and do it on time. Do you guys know an Instagram mentor? <laughs> Let I, us know. I need an Instagram mentor. <laughs> this <laughs> I I need some some counseling in regards to my Instagram posting. We need tips on the aesthetics, the timing. Mostly me. Not we, me. Oh yeah, because I'm not on Instagram. Yeah, no, it's just me. It's my struggle to bear. Oh. (laughs) It doesn't have to be a struggle. But it is. Oh, well. I haven't posted something since Memorial Day. On my own personal... Instagram account. Area of growth. If I had an evaluation for the podcast, it would be <laughs> post more. You need to grow. This is why we need t-shirts, because we got to get the word out some other how, some other way. Some because other... I can't get myself together <laughs> oh. with the Instagram post. Oh. <laughs> okay, well. Uh, that was it. That was the housekeeping. Okay. That was it. Can I ask my question? Oh, man. Sure. I recently took the spiritual gifts test, and even if you don't, even if you haven't taken the test before online, what do you think, like, just off the top of your head, is, like, one of your main spiritual gifts? Go. (laughs) She's very thrown off, because I usually don't ask questions. (laughs) But this isn't... This isn't even a funny question. This is a make you think question. <laughs> well, thinking's good. Uh, um, I don't know. I always struggle with this. I feel like I have one for you, but because all I do, like, if you think of like areas of involvement, there's just like I help lead a Bible study. I work with the kids a lot, and I do some worship team stuff. So, like, when people talk about spiritual gifts, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I feel Wrangling like, children, I, is that a spiritual gift? I feel like I would pick discernment and teaching as, like, your, some of your top. You think I can teach? You are with children and you teach, you lead Bible studies. You have to be able to, like, kind of teach through the word, I feel like, to lead a Bible study. I mean. You can't just sit there and be like, this is what it says, guys. <laughs> Some people do, though. Well, but but I would not say teaching is one of my strongest, and I've led a Bible study. It doesn't mean you can't do it. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think... It's not one of my strongest. I think it could be one of yours, though. Hmm. That's interesting. I already know my two highest, so... Um, encouragement and... The other one's kind of one you don't hear about a lot. Hospitality. Nope. Um service no um you're getting closer kind of uh administration yes i got this i'm administrative everybody cool my husband guessed it right on point he's so smart i but i was the first one i got and the second one i was in a ballpark because i do know you well i feel like yeah that was pretty good for not being my husband (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yay 
sorry. I'm in a weird mood today, guys. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay, to add on to the weird mood, you ready for my weird question? Bring it. If you had to make a smoothie and add one of these horrible ingredients, what would they be? Either expired milk, (laughs) roasted crickets, or one of those dried up tarantulas. (laughs) What would you add in your smoothie if you, like, it was life or death, you had to pick one? I'm definitely canceling out the spoiled milk because you can taste that through anything. Okay, I have arachnophobia, so that goes, I'm going with the grass. Roasted crickets. Not the grasshoppers, the roasted, (laughs) (laughs) the roasted crickets because I feel like you blend it up with enough flavors, you won't even taste it. You know, you get a little bit of earthy tones to it. I mean, matcha's pretty earthy, (laughs) so I feel like I'd just be having a matcha. Oh. I like matcha, so that's okay with me. See, I don't like matcha, but my my answer would be the crickets because yes, because um, you if the, if they're roasted and already whatever, like no, the yeah. other stuff sounds. I can't gross. get past the spider. Like that's way too scary. <laughs> what if you didn't know it was a spider? What if you had like two ground up things, crickets or spiders, and you didn't know what they were? Like then it's not me choosing. It's <laughs> it happening. <laughs> but you get to choose, and then I tell you later. Well, I wouldn't feel, I, it's not like I'm going to throw it up. I mean, it's going down. I mean, down. maybe you are throwing it up. You just wouldn't know what it was. Yeah, it's not, I wouldn't feel like, I don't know, it's, it wasn't my, I was doing it unwillingly, so I wouldn't know, and therefore, I'd be like, well, it already happened. But I'm not going to be like a kid who's like, Bleh! and like, try to throw like it up Like me, when I, I, one time... Our friend, one of our friends made cookies, and I got the biggest chunk of salt in my entire life. It was the nastiest thing that ever happened. I literally spit it out on the table because it was so, it was nasty. You try eating a block of salt. I, I was like, I'm like, can you cover your mouth, please? Because I didn't want to see her spitting it. This was like years ago. I've grown up since then. I think you did cover your mouth too once I told you, but I was like, bro, but I did like, spit it out we on are the plate eating, or like... I feel like that happened more than once. But only one big salt block. No, but the spitting things out that you didn't like happened more than once. What? Name another time. There was another time where you like, I don't know, I feel like your chicken or something wasn't cooked all the way or like your, you had a condiment that like wasn't what you thought it would be and I was like, Emily, please cover it. Okay, I, I think I remember you being like, ew, because you don't like <laughs> people spitting things out. No, especially when, like, it's not expected and it's not a norm. Like, it's different when you're in a hospital and you're working with patients who have dysphagia. You're working with kids. And, or you're with kids who are, like, you know, behavioral or they're just kids. But, like, when it's a grown adult and, like, they don't have any issues... And I have issues unexpected. with blocks of salt in my cookies. And it's unexpected, and you're just trying to have a good meal. Like, come on. <laughs> Let's get it together. It was a snack, not even a meal. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, we've grown since then. Oh, yeah. This was back in the, the teens, you know, the 2019, So proud of you for not spitting out your food anymore. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> See, you know, Hannah has these great deep questions for me, and here I am, like, oh, what would you put in your smoothie? Or, like... That's why I don't ask one every time, because I only ask when I feel like I'm like, oh, that's a good one. My my good ones, and that's air quotes, are just, like, weird and funny, and her good ones are, like, deep. I like your questions. Because they're out of the blue. I'm sure. I'm probably going to get random messages, like... Actually, you know what? If you, you, you're listening to this, you get to this part, and you have us on Instagram or whatever, DM us. Well, it's me, basically. DM me and tell me what would you rather put in your smoothie, like the mm. tarantula, the roasted crickets, or the spoiled milk. And the tarantula is dead. It's dead and, like, it's like a crispy thing. It's like, dead and crispy. Dead and crispy. Because that makes it so much better. <laughs> Psych. 
Emily, what are we talking about today? Wow, you really shifted that topic. Uh, I'm dying to know. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So, (laughs) sorry, I was... I literally wasn't expecting the quick topic shift, so I'm a little disoriented. Give me, like, a second. One Mississippi. All right, so today we're talking about the elephant in the room. Uh, The thing that a lot of people are dealing with, but it doesn't seem to be talked about unless you're going through it yourself Mm. and you bring it up to people. No, it's not farting. Um, <laughs> no, it's not my big toe, guys. No, stop. No, it's not Hannah's baby bump. <laughs> it's the thing that gets brought up at Thanksgiving dinners, Ooh. at Christmas dinners, those Fourth of July family barbecues. If you don't have a ring on your finger, <laughs> it's singleness, people. Done, done, done. So let's be real. Um. It's, like I said, it's a topic that is talked about in certain as like, it's a very specific topic, but, like, at the same time, people, you don't hear about it often. People don't touch it. Unless you're, like, intentionally seeking it out. Um, and let's face it, you know, everybody has been single one time or the next. Like, even if you're married, you've, you were single before you were married. Yep. And I do count, like, I don't count dating as being married. Like, if you're dating, you're still single, technically, because yes, you're not, you, you don't have a ring on it. Yes, you are. So, even if, say, you were dating in high school and you married your high school sweetheart, you know, I guess technically you've never been, like, quote, single, as in not in a relationship, but. You know. But even as a kid. I mean, even as a kid, or, I mean,. Yeah, like, even a year ago. A year ago at this time, we were actually celebrating... At the time of this recording, a year ago, we were celebrating Hannah's Bachelorette weekend. Woo! So, a year ago, at the time of this recording, though, by the time this is released, Hannah will have been married a year. Yay. So, but yeah, Hannah Hannah was recently single. Yeah, I was. Now she's married... Never mind, I'm not gonna say it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Anyway, so, Hannah, you were single for, what, like, six years as a believer, right? Yes, ma'am. How how was that time for you? Oh, you know, I'd like to be able to sit here and say, it was great, it was so personal between Jesus and I, which, to be fair, okay, when I first became a Christian— I had like a honeymoon honeymoon phase with Jesus and not in like a weird way but I just I was like obsessed with listening to worship music really intrigued about the word like going to church hit me like a new level like I was like this is the best thing ever like everything just was heightened in like the best way and you know then I got a little farther into my walk and kind of fell out of that honeymoon phase and was like, wow, this life is not easy. And I was in grad school, so to be fair, when I was in grad school, I didn't really want to be in a relationship. But then, <laughs> once I finished grad school in 2020, the uh, the desire to get married was always there, but let's just say it ramped up by like 100. And I really struggled. I really struggled in my singleness and People that I would talk to about it, they would act all surprised, like, what? You, oh, you want to be married? And I'm like, yes, ma'am. Like, of course I do. Um, So I feel like I didn't feel comfortable bringing up my struggles about it to a lot of people, mostly just like my really close friends, because I don't know, I just felt like I was killing the vibe, which is not, that's, don't do what I did, okay? Don't do what I did, because that's what the enemy wants you to think, is, you know, don't tell people your problems, your struggles. Everyone's struggling with something, so, you know, we're called to confess to our brothers and sisters. But anyway, it was, it was not easy from, I would say, from 2020 to the end of 2021. It was very difficult, and 
I would be lying if I said that I really enjoyed it. So that's just me being honest and blunt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, you know, you were only single six years for until, you know, the Lord blessed you with your wonderful hubbykins. Um, (laughs) But we have some friends, and, I mean you know, maybe who have never dated and they're like yep. our age. Um, I personally, my first boyfriend was at 22 and that didn't last long. Um, and then my next relationship was when, was last year when I, I had just turned 27. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that basically I've been, to be, basically I've been single for most of my life. Yep. So, whether it's, but but even though, like, your six years, mine was, you know, <laughs> basically most of my life, uh, at least, yeah, um, that it, we still, I think, have the same struggle yeah. um, of singleness. It's not like, oh, I've been single longer, so it's worse. Or, oh, I've, you know, I've only been single for two months, and it's, the, like, the, the worst part of my entire life, you know? <laughs> um, some people do make it out to be that way, like it's the end-all, be-all, but... Yep. But yeah, so, you know, it's not easy. Um, And especially if you are someone who desires marriage a lot, desires uh, Mm -hmm. a family, Mm -hmm. um, desires to serve with someone in that way. And I think these are natural God-given desires um, that we have. We were created, ultimately, you know, God is our number one priority. He's the one who fills that that void. He's he's the one who gives us life, satisfies us. But we are also made it made to like complement. We were, mm-hmm. we are made it, made for. Um, I'm not saying that everyone is made for like a mate. Like you, like everyone is going to get married, and it's you know you have your perfect match or you have something like, you know, sometimes that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are created to desire the opposite sex. Yep. Um, and we're not touching the issue of, um, like, same-sex attraction. Um, just kind of, at least, the the desire for a marriage. If you, for, for a guy, you desire a lady. For a lady, you desire a guy. Um, we'll talk about same-sex attraction um, in a later episode, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, because this is kicking off episode one of our relationship series. I should have said that in the beginning. I forgot. Relationship series episode one. Yeah, we wanted to hit it off real hard with singleness. Oh, And it only gets harder from here. It's only going to get more... Complex. Yeah. Were you going to say complex? I was going to say controversial. Oh. Both work. Yeah. But, yeah. So... In today's show, episode, whatever, um, just before we dive into it, we're just going to talk about, you know, kind of what the Bible says about things, like where people would turn to talk about, like, singleness, um, especially the topic of, like, is singleness a gift? What does that look like? And then we're going to kind of talk about practical ways for someone who is single to walk in and this is you know i i think primarily it looks like um you know for for those who desire who are single and desire marriage but even if maybe someone's recently divorced or someone's been widowed for a while and you know they might not be getting married again uh, depending on their age or whatever it may be like these are still practical things that someone should be doing as a single follower of Christ. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is very much for the believer. Yes, for the believer. Um, and yeah, so with that, we're going to kick it off. I just wanted to kind of talk about the thought of, like, or the question of is singleness a gift does everyone have the gift of singleness 
Um, is it just those people who never marry who have the gift of singleness? Uh, what even is would the gift of singleness be? Um, and and I think this this could be hit. This will be I think touched on in a way. Like I saw this quote somewhere. Or quote, it was a question in an article. Uh, would God have us view even unwanted singleness as suffering? Mm. Um, so, yeah. Um, first, I'll, I'm trying to think of where to start. Um, first, I'm just going to read the, a passage in 1 Corinthians 7. Um, that I think a lot of people, if you're going to talk about singleness and what does that look like, People are going to point to this passage with Paul um, and then kind of build off from there. Um, talk about that. Um, Elizabeth Elliot also has some pretty cool stuff in her reflection of 1 Corinthians 7. So let's just, I'll just kick it off by reading 1 Corinthians um, 7. I'm just going to start with 7 1, um, which at least in the New American Standard Bible, the the subtitle is teaching on marriage, um, but I'm only going to go up through, like, verse 9. So, first one says, Now concerning the things about which you wrote, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. But because of his own... Because of immoralities, each man is to have his own wife, and each woman is to have her own husband. The husband must fulfill his duty to his wife... And likewise, also the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. And likewise, also the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Um, Stop depriving one another except by agreement for a time so that you may devote yourselves to prayer and come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of control. But this I say by way of concession, not of command. Yet I wish that all men were even as I myself am. However, each man has his own gift from God, one in this manner and another in that. But I say to the unmarried and to the widows that it is good for them if they remain even as I. But if they do not have self-control, let them marry, for it is better to marry than burn with passion. So I know kind of like the singleness thing kind of is only verses 7, 8, and 9, but I just kind of wanted to put it in the context of what Paul is talking about. He's talking about marriage. Um, and so, yeah, the, I don't know, what, so in talking about the, quote, gift of singleness, Hannah, I know, I know we don't want to spend too much time on this, but, like, what would, if you had to describe it, what would it, what are your thoughts on that? Um, well, we know it's not one of the spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. So I do want to point out that I don't believe anywhere in scripture it says, it refer, it refers to, to the fir- the terms directly as gift of singleness or, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you're not going to find that blatantly in scripture. Yes. I feel like that has been a term that has been thrown around in Christian circles. So that alone makes me kind of just think about it a little more because you can't go to scripture and say oh Paul's talking about the gift of singleness here or you know whoever um is writing that book um so I think it's a term that some people can take really seriously and others can just kind of be like using it to maybe try to encourage somebody um like it's a gift from God You know, this time that you have just with him, like, it's a gift to be single. I, so, yeah, I think of it as more of a term, not like a biblical, like, this is a gift from, um, this is a explicit gift from the Lord, because there are explicit gifts that he gives us laid out in, like, Romans and Corinthians. Um, So, it's a term and I think it's one that it, it's it's good to think about. You know, would we say this is a gift, right? Because a gift is something you want. It's something that is, 
I mean, okay, sometimes people give you a gift and it's like, okay, I don't like this. But something that was given to you freely, okay, so you, you know, maybe you didn't know about it. You know, I just think of practical, like someone gives me a gift. I'm like, it was probably a surprise. Most likely you like it, but sometimes you don't. (laughs) Um, And it's meant for you to enjoy um, (laughs) and use. So think you just it's just something you want to be careful to say to somebody I think who is single because they might not like that they're single and to say it's a gift kind of implies that there's something about it that they enjoy because most most gifts you get you enjoy Mm -hmm. um I know, like I said, there's always that caveat of like, well, sometimes you get your gift from Aunt Sally. That's like awkward. I don't like this. <laughs> but the sweater you knitted is not my color. <laughs> but the intention is that someone would, that you're giving it to, like you would think that they would enjoy it. So no. um, do you, I, that's like what I first. Yeah. Yeah. Of. No, I think, I think in, that's how like we tend to jump to that passage. Um, yeah. In looking at like, some I was just looking up some articles like Desiring God, um, The Porch uh, with JP, uh, who's the pastor there. Um, which no, The Porch is I think that might be the the youth or the young adult ministry. I'm not sure. Either way, um, so in this Desiring God article, um, it's kind of talking about like this. There there is a gift being talked about in 1 Corinthians 7. Some people think it might be celibacy. Um, Others, maybe he's talking about his own and others' unmarried status. Um, Either way, you know, you can't separate celibacy from singleness. And Mm -hmm. if you look at it, um, Paul is talking about self-control. He is, I mean, later he says, let them marry it is better to marry than bird with passion. So there is something being, like, focused on here whether it's specifically yes it's singleness singleness is a gift right um but i love this what this um what this desiring god article says i'm just gonna read it right here um it says what's crystal clear is that paul isn't some misogynistic masochistic sorry killjoy wishing that others would join him in his pain of unrequired sexuality He doesn't seem to view singleness or celibacy as any hindrance to joy. Who, after all, talks more about joy than this single apostle? Um, And just going down, um, it says, Despite his countless sufferings, he'd choose to live another day for the joy of the church than to be... Wait, yeah. Then he'd choose to live another day for the joy of the church than to be in the presence of Christ... His life of signal, signalness is not a bleak winter waiting for the spring of marriage. Paul not only seen, sees singleness as legitimate, but beautiful. So, um, looking at that, there is something important that, though it is hard when you talk about like celibacy and singleness, like God created our bodies to desire things. Yet, we are also told that there, there is a covenant, there is a confine for, there are things for the confines of marriage. Um, and so, whatever this gift may be, I think something important to say, and, and actually, Elizabeth Elliot and, um, yeah, uh, Elizabeth Elliot and then Jonathan Pock Luda. I I probably butchered that, Uh, from the porch. JP is how he goes by. Um, Basically, there's, in this one article that I found by him, it says, um, if having the great, or if, goodness, I'm sorry. If having the gift of long, long, lifelong signalness is literally your greatest fear, raking ahead of sharks in public speaking, then I venture to say it's pretty safe you don't have that gift. However... Like, you you may have a gift now, or you may not have it. Um, if you aren't married, then you absolutely have the gift of singleness right now. Especially if you're talking about celibacy and singleness. Um, 
So, and I think, yeah, if you're, <laughs> if you're not married, what, I just said this, goodness. Um, but yeah, there's, there, you are in a state of singleness, um, whether it's something you desire or not. Like you were saying, like in grad school, because you were so focused on that, like you didn't want a relationship, but in your singleness, there were other things that you were able to do that it gave you time to grow with, with your church family, to grow in your walk with the Lord, to focus on things um, that you could otherwise do if you weren't married. Um, but mm-hmm. then, but so, so maybe it was just the busyness of life, but there's still this, you know, uh, you were still living <laughs> in, in the gift of singleness. Um, whether you've been you've dated twice or never at all like you you are you are in this way for now and sorry that made no sense but um elizabeth elliott says this sorry i'm quoting a lot of people i don't know why i'm saying sorry but in her book let me be a woman which is bomb by the way would recommend it because it talks about singleness womanhood and a lot on marriage however i think it's super important um let's see uh her yes she says god may give give the gift of marriage but we aren't god we don't know um why should he not give the single life for most of a lifetime and then give marriage or may he not give marriage and then sometimes in an early life widowed so i just i think that's something to ponder on like we know god is the giver of gifts he is a good god who um who has us where we are he ordains our steps he's sovereign in in our lives so if we are in a place of singleness like that is something that is his will for our lives at the time yet that doesn't mean that you'd never be married and i think we've said this before most people who do want to be married like have that desire to be married usually do get married um, I think there are some people who might get married later in life or um, maybe maybe they don't get married at all, um, even with that desire. So it's just something to kind of like ponder on. Is God good still if you are single maybe until you're 50, until you're 60? Um, is God good if you are married and your husband dies? Mm-hmm. And I know you've said... <laughs> like times like in in your times of dating Owen and and engagement it's probably even now too like always checking yourself being like if I were to lose my husband like is God still going to be enough is he the ultimate um and you you can use that um thought in singleness and in marriage right yeah I mean I I think the question like if you whether you're single married or not you shouldn't be asking yourself necessarily or focusing so much on, do I have the gift of singleness, mm, but rather, mm, yeah. can God be glorified in my singleness? Ooh, good one. And the answer is yes. Yes. Because we were called, the Great Commission is to make disciples, which can be done in a number of ways, mm. um, which is in Matthew. I, I can't tell you where in Matthew exactly. Do you know off the top of your head where in Matthew? Um, isn't it part of the Great Commission? But, like, what chapter is that? I believe it's 28. Matthew 28. <laughs> fact check me. Look, you keep on talking. I'm a fact check. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, whether or not you would agree that the gift of singleness is a legitimate term, um, I think it's just important to ask the question of, can God be glorified in my situation? And the answer is is a resounding yes he can be Mm -hmm. glorified in any situation um at at times marriage might not feel like a gift right i mean just because you get married doesn't mean oh everything's great and i'm on cloud nine all the time um if you go into marriage thinking that you're gonna be really disappointed so you're gonna get checked i'm just gonna Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Just going to say it uh, because you're marrying, you know, we're all broken sinners. Um, If you're a follower of Christ, yes, you're redeemed, but no one's perfect. So two broken people together, you're just bound to have 
problems. Two wrongs don't make a right. <laughs> AKA two broken people don't make a perfect yeah. marriage. Yeah. So I just wanted to kind of put that out there too as like something to think about as well. Yeah. No, no, I love I love how you said that because yeah, the the question isn't is singleness a gift? It's how do I glorify God in this time? What should I be doing while I'm single? Um, mm-hmm. How should I view it? How should I view singleness? Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously you're married, but you can with, I think this, like I said, if you were previously single, like, or I mean, you were previously single, so you can attest to this. Mm-hmm. Um, others, you know, this is something you can reflect on, right? Mm-hmm. And I did want to say before, sorry, uh, I did want to say before we kind of talk about the, okay, so then how should things go? I kind of want, like, how do you view it, right? Um, I was talking with one of my friends um, after Hannah's baby shower, actually, and um, she's a single lady who desires marriage, um, and that is not something that the Lord has allowed for her at this time. Um, Same with myself. So... We were talking about that, and um, she has a married couple who kind of, like, comes alongside and disciples uh, and kind of just, like, encourages her. And one thing that um, her, her mentor slash whatever it is said is, like, you are still a whole person if you are single. Um, you're not half a person because you don't have a significant other. Um, you are still important. You are still... A vessel that the Lord is going to use. You are not broken because you are single. Amen. Um, I think there's a temptation to be like, "What's wrong with me that I'm oh. single? Um, why? Why is it that the person, the, the weird kid from high school, is married <laughs> or yeah. is dating, and yep. here I am, and I've never dated, or th- I just w- like." Is it going to ever happen to me? Or if, you know, maybe there's a bad dating experience. Like, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Um, am I ever going to, you know, love someone like that? Mm-hmm. Is this is this going to happen? So, like, there are these things. That, and, and, I, and I think it's hard because in the church today, the way that um, some congregations or groups handle singles, there's not a lot... Of involvement, and I think we're going to talk about this when we talk about marriage. We're going to have some guests on, yeah. Um, and I think we're going to kind of pry into this with them. But it's like, how do you then like help both like the singles and the married in a church? Because you know, I feel like a lot of the response is like, "Oh, you're not married. Oh, God has someone for you. Don't worry about it. Oh, mm-hmm. there's someone out there for you." Um, or sometimes singles, like they might feel excluded because they're, they don't fit into the married couple group though. I mean, if you go into any group, even if you're married, maybe you're not married with kids and then you don't feel included. So there's always a tier, right? But I mean, I just, I think the way that like sometimes the churches, they approach singleness or not talk about singleness and how, how do you support singles in this? Like, I think people are very well-intentioned, but I think there's just some things to consider because it's like, how do you support a a single lady or guy in their giftings, in the local body, to be able to build them up and prepare them for marriage, right? Right, yeah. I was going to say, like, if they desire marriage, you know, not completely discounting that desire but also making them not feel like left out because they aren't in that stage it's a very fine line yeah and like just to give like a personal like shout out to a group that i'm involved with at my church like we have a small group um hannah and her husband are a part of it but it's yeah but like (laughs) i am the only single okay so there's a couple that's dating Yes. But I am the only (laughs) single person, like, like, without, not in a relationship, nothing. And, but, and they're. But it didn't start that way. It didn't start. Hannah was the other one. And then Owen came along. And then there was one. Ruined it all. I just ruined it. (laughs) Owen, you ruined it. (laughs) Just 
kidding. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. He's, no, I love Owen. He's great. Um, <laughs> I, I call him my bestie in law. He's great. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, just like there's married couples, there's married with like with older, a little bit older kids in their teens, with younger kids. Um, and then there's Hannah and our other friends who are about to have kids. So like, it's kind of like in the spectrum of life. And like, even though sometimes it is hard to be the only one, like not in a state of life, life like them, I have not once felt like I was not a person because mm. like I didn't have this. Isn't that the goodness of God? Yeah. Uh, to, to feel like you have a family. Um, they've helped me move. Um, I can, I know that like I can, I can come to them. Like if I have like prayer requests, if I, you know, just want to hang out, be like, Hey, I'll hang out with you and your kids. Let's, let's do it. Um, they'll be like, if you, if you ever need anything, like talk to us. And I think that, yeah, that's. That's a cool way to, as a single lady, feel welcomed in to, like, a group, into whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that, that was just a, kind of an example. Yeah. I was going to say something to offshoot that, but it's kind of a practical tip, so I'm going to save it. Okay. For later. All right. But that's, that, that group fine. has blessed us both tremendously. And... Um, I was actually talking to someone about that group specifically too and just how it was a contrast from a church that I used to go to and and how I felt like it was very evident. God has been very evident in his kindness and his faithfulness through that group. Um, So um, if you are single and you're like intimidated by joining a group that maybe is like mostly dating people, like just, just do it. Just do it. Do it anyway, because you probably won't regret it. Um, if you go to a solid church, I mean, if you. Well, I mean, you could still go to a group with like yeah. other age with with married couples. But or... I was saying, if they're invited into oh, that, oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like just try it, just do it. Yeah, because I think like obviously there are the time and the place for young adult singles. Or there's you know a time and a place for the singles group for the young adult ministry. For those specific areas, um, but I think, um, actually, someone, uh, one of the elders at our church spoke on, at church on Sunday, and kind of was like, okay, so then how are you, like, you, everyone has their separate groups, but then how do you, like, come together? Well, maybe that's going to a group that's kind of like, well, I'm the only person not in a relationship, or somewhere where that could lead to marriage, you know? Maybe I'm the, maybe I'm the youngest person in the group. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually not the youngest person in our group. But anyway, that was a side note. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, like the, it's, it's a challenging way. Um, but yeah, so I feel like I forgot where we started f- to get into that conversation, but... It's okay. But yeah, no, oh, oh feeling like a person. Yes, oh, so yeah. yes, big thing. If you are single, you're not married. First of all, your marriage isn't your identity. Singleness isn't your identity. For the believer, your identity is in Christ alone. Um, because even if you're single, you know, there's nothing that can satisfy you but Christ. If you're married, Hannah, you can attest to this. Your husband doesn't satisfy you, right? Nope. Heck to the no. What happens when, you know, if, what happens if he really disappoints you? That's. Or makes you sad. That's a part of life. It's, it's not fun, but it's going to happen. Yeah. And if you put, if you were to put all your like identity and everything in him, you'd be completely like wiped out every time he told you that the fire went out and you were supposed to keep it going i mean this is kind of extreme but you might even question like oh did i marry the right person Mm -hmm. um that's why we have to put our hope and our identity in christ um you know he died for our sins you know my husband he ain't jesus Mm. he didn't i always say this he didn't die on the cross for my sins but saved me from hell oh yeah but 
But I mean, it's, it's, it's an true. Ext- extreme but true example. Your husband does not save you. For, for the, If there's any guys listening to this podcast, if you want a wife, your wife will not save you. Um, so we are to first put our hope in Christ. She's going to drive you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm having too much fun with this. Hey, I think we should have fun. <laughs> And I hope everybody enjoys it. And even if they don't, it's happening anyway. The amount of intrusive thoughts I've had to suppress during this episode is off the charts. I had to do one earlier. I, ha- I had to keep my mouth shut earlier, so it's, it's okay. It's so hard. Anyway. <laughs> um, yes. So even if you desire marriage, you know, and whatever, you might struggle with things now. Like, marriage won't solve your problems. If you are struggling with lust now, you're going to struggle with lust in marriage. Yeah. If you struggle with other sin, um, drinking, gambling, lying, pride, pride um, other sexual sin too, it, that's going to, those are things that are going to be there even if you're married. Now, maybe you're, this person can help you, like, help you and, and push you to Christ, but they're they're not going to, like, fix it for you. Yeah, it might look differently. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, it, it's, it doesn't disappear, but it might manifest in a completely different way that shocks your system. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's just, like, yeah. So, that's, that's something to note. Um, so, yeah, you're never going to be satisfied by a person except for the person of Jesus Christ. Yes. Um, uh, you're not half a person. You are a whole person if you are single. You're not on the JV team. You're, <laughs> you're not on the JV team because you're, <laughs> you're, you, you haven't leveled up, you know, to, to the varsity. No, like, there's not categories in that way. Though it can feel sometimes like, Oh yeah, like I'm just single. I, I'm not. I'm not a part of this. And honestly, like, can't lie and say that that hasn't been a thing. Like, there's definitely um, struggles in that area. But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. So um, I'm trying to think if there's any other areas of like how to view singleness, how to view yourself in that singleness. Um, so, unless something randomly pops up in my head, I think I just let's let's talk about like the practical. Um, we've kind of hinted, oh yeah, we've kind of hinted at the practical as we've gone along. Um, Hannah, what was that one thing you were gonna say? So I was gonna say, and this this might be extremely difficult, and I'm not gonna downplay that, but let's say you're single, you're desiring marriage, and you feel like you don't you don't fit in a group or like you're having a hard time you know start like getting plugged in in a church or something honestly no one's telling you you can't start your own group okay like when I was single I didn't necessarily start my own group but I would have gatherings where there'd be single and married people because I was friends with both single and married people and they were fun as heck okay so Again, I'm not saying that's an easy thing to do, but it's not. It's also not an excuse, okay? If you're just going to sit there and throw a pity party for yourself, like, oh, no one wants me. I <laughs> There's no group for me. It's like no one's telling you you can't start one. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of one of my first ones, but it's not one of the easier ones, and I understand that. Yeah. Um, I think to piggyback off that, even just like, and I think this is me preaching to the choir of myself, but also like, okay, so maybe you don't fit into a married couples group. Um, and maybe, you, or, you know, I don't know, but there are like sometimes local single groups that meet mm. or young adult groups that meet. Um, other ladies group. Maybe if you're a guy, like, men's groups that are, like, happening in, like, other local churches or whatever. Um, There's actually an event called the Night of Worship for Young Adults where young adults from all over, um, like, New York, well, the Broome County area usually. um, Some some people actually from, like, 
the Cortland area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so central New York, um, mm-hmm. central New York, southern tier, and then like, uh, like below the border of Pennsylvania too. So there's like, there's a lot of, um, there's like a monthly meeting where it's like a night of worship where there are singles, married couples, well, not a whole bunch of married couples, but mostly at least singles. mostly singles or dating, um, places to meet people, places to meet, fr- like make new friends. Um, I mean, it's hard to step out of your comfort zone and I can attest to that. I don't like stepping out of my comfort zone. However, if there are events to be able to meet and fellowship with other believers, take that step. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not by yourself. Um, so you're not doing life by yourself. Um, try to get plugged into a group at your church, whether it's with the with older couples, with uh, middle-aged couples, with uh, young adults, uh, a mix of ages. That would be super cool. So you can get that walk of life so i i think though but the overall thing is like get plugged in yes to community as a single person um that's important um whether you're married or single it's important to be yeah, in community honestly, if you're just a christian just be in community <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason why god calls it the body of christ and so. and hannah said this earlier but isolation is not a good place to be in no especially if you know everybody struggles with some sort of something yeah um, and it's no man is an island we're not supposed to be by ourselves no. um i mean there are times to be by yourself to reflect but like to isolate yourself that is not a good idea yeah, there's a for all you introverts out there, you know, there's a big difference between, you know, needing your space because that's the way God made you or at least how you are functioning in the, that season of life versus isolation where it's like you're not going to church service. You're not s- taking opportunities to surround yourself with believers like that's that's isolation versus I need a couple an hour or a couple hours or a day to myself people like there's nothing wrong with that i'm here for you introverts as as the non-introvertist like person (laughs) ever but you get it we get we get it as extroverts we get it yeah well i don't think i'll ever fully understand but we get the idea of it yeah i mean my husband i'll just say my husband's taught me a lot so hannah is the ultimate extrovert and owen is the ultimate introvert that's why it works, people. Hashtag marriage. Just kidding. It works because God is allowing it to work. Oh, yes. It's not about me. <laughs> Woo. Okay. <laughs> I have one, but I feel oh, like Oh, no, no. Do, an- do another one. Oh, Go so for it. kind of taking, getting plugged in a step further. Ooh. Seek out a mentor. Okay. Same sex. So, you know, if you're a guy, a male mentor, preferably someone who's older and has maybe been walking with the Lord longer, maybe is married, mm. you know, or has some kids. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. But maybe. Um, I personally, like, wanted a mentor who was, like, older, married with children because I was like, I want to be married with children. And and also just through prayer, like, this person seemed like the right person for me mm-hmm. um, when I was in that stage. I mean, mentors are good to have even if you're married, right? Even if you're a widow, divorced, whatever. But having someone to hold you accountable and ask you those hard questions on like whether it's a weekly basis, a daily basis, whatever that looks like for you, it's going to look different for everybody. It's so good to keep that in check because if no one's holding you accountable, it's really easy to just isolate and be like, ooh, let me just go on this dating app and like just serial date. And not mm. tell anybody. Um. And you can talk. You can listen back to our first, some of our first episodes when we talked about dating apps too. Yes. Which, I mean, let's, pres- let's just bring this up with in regards to singleness, dating apps. Let's just for those who haven't read it, read it, <laughs> listened. <laughs> um, dating apps. We we both kind of stated our like thoughts on dating apps, which is they're not bad. Um, it, you know, uh, there's a time and a place, there's a way to use them correctly. Um, like you're saying, if you're binging on it, if it's all you can think about, if it's like, if there are sin struggles that are coming from dating apps, 
probably not a good idea. If you don't like the idea of long distance, probably not a good idea. Yeah. Um, but there's nothing wrong with like putting yourself out there. Yeah. Because um, sometimes our local church bodies, you know, there aren't, there may not be guys, or maybe there are guys and you're not interested. Whatever it may be. You've given it a try. You've given and... it a chance. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with jumping on a dating app, preferably a Christian dating app, but... Obviously pray about it. Pray about it. Um, maybe if you have a mentor talking to them about that. Yes. Having someone have you accountable if you're on apps. Um, just checking in, because um, I think that's important. Um, but yeah, th- you know, you can put yourself out there. I don't think that it's a sin to be on dating apps. Um, it's just kind of, we've said this before the conclusion is like it's you know how you use your time it's how you're viewing those what's your motivation in being on the apps are you just lonely and are afraid to be alone um or you just need to be talking to someone Mm -hmm. probably not a good idea to go on the apps same question am i glorifying god Mm. if you're like oops no probably shouldn't yeah yeah take some time think about it yeah think about it like honestly, yeah, it, it, it's 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 something important to think about. Um, let's see what else. Um, we kind of talked about the idea of having a mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, having oh, you have one? Yes. What? I have one. Um, sorry. Another one is I would say if you're desiring to be married and have children. Help people with their kids, man. Watch their children. Get yourself, you know, get your feet wet in that pool of what it's like to take care of children. Doesn't matter what age they are. Really doesn't matter because if you end up getting married and having kids of your own, they're most likely going to grow up and you're going to see all different phases. Mm. But that honestly was probably one of the biggest things that helped me, which I didn't think it would help me before I thought about it. And I listened to a podcast. I'm going to name drop it. It's called Smiling at the Future. Okay. Um, That's when I was encouraged by it. I highly recommend that podcast to anyone, any female Christian lady, really. Um, And that brought me so much joy. And I felt like I had a greater capacity to hang out with people's children and watch them than I do now. And it just gives you a, a look at, okay, this is what could be your future. So, yeah. And it's a way to glorify God because we know <laughs> the Bible talks explicitly about like how Jesus loves children and we are to be like children coming to him and having a childlike faith. So um, that's my other one. Yeah. Um, and I think kind of like, close to these things um in the in that passage or well just looking at paul's life and some of the things like in regards to that like if you are unmarried you have a you don't have the hindrance of marriage of a family and so something that you can be doing as a single man or women is to kind of like Hannah said you're, you're getting involved with your local community uh your local church body right um to be involved in other ministries try different ministries in your church um mm. kind of related to the spiritual gifts things if you if you don't know where to serve you know because you have this time maybe try out kids ministry um mm-hmm. if that you know, uh, try out hospitality or greeting or, you know, making coffee or I don't know, uh, ushering, whatever it may, parking team where safety team, something like that. If you are inclined in that area or you're looking for something, I think there's no harm in trying out these different things to see where you can serve. Maybe it's leading a Bible study. Maybe you're going to start a group and pour into the lives of other like ladies or other men if you're a guy um because this is the time to be able to build up one another and like hannah said like 
um, we are to make disciples, right? Um, and it is Matthew 28. Yay! <laughs> Going all the way back. Uh, but, you know, if you are single, and you know, maybe maybe you're older, maybe you're widowed, maybe you're um, divorced, maybe, you know, some, some, some sort of situation that, I, I don't know, a, a horrible circumstance or just whatever. Um, maybe you can't have children of your own. Um, you know, there is a way to, this is how you, there are spiritual children, right? Some, someone you can mentor, um, even, even just ladies in general, if your kids are grown or if you're married and like I said, you can't have kids, there are ways to be able to serve and grow and, and push others to know the Lord. Um, so in your singleness, what better time to pour into the lives of ladies, pour into the lives of kids and kids ministry, pour into the lives of, um, other members of a Bible study. Um, yeah, you have that time, the opportunity, um, and yeah, the ability. So I think those are some really important things, um, that you can kind of, you know, glean from that. And and, I mean, I, I would just think of that, the, what I read earlier about like Paul, even in his singleness, in celibacy in that area like there is joy there is joy as we pour out our lives for the lord and um there there's there's i think elizabeth elliot said there's if you pour out their life there's a refreshment um that comes from being involved in those things um it may be a struggle um that you have to continually give to the lord because i mean Honestly, like I like just, I mean, I've kind of hint, like said it before, but it's like I desire marriage. Um, I'm in a stage of life where that's not something that is happening at the moment, right? Um, uh, but in this time, how can I be glorifying God? How can I be pouring out my life um, as an offering, as in growing and learning? Um, doing the things that you can't do um when your focus is you like when you're because uh, because once you're married your focus is your husband your focus is your family i mean god first of course in in the local church but like it's god first then your family um so you know um yeah that's where my thought train ended yeah yeah i would say like however long if you're listening and you're single however long God allows you to be in that season he's working everything out for a very deep purpose and it's for your good um so that was something that I feel like I would tell myself and that is true is God is literally working every single thing out in your life for your good And when I was single, I was like, right now, it is good for me not to be married because God is allowing it. Mm. Because whatever he, his will is, is good and perfect and true. So just know that, and that doesn't mean you need to act like, you know, you're feeling great all the time. I mean, it doesn't mean you get to be a sourpuss either. Like, your feelings are valid if you're struggling being single your feelings are totally valid um because you know it's like who doesn't want to get married and have Mm. kids you know um even people who are not christians want that (laughs) like really bad so i'm not downplaying you know that some days might be harder than others but for the believer in christ there is hope that even if you never get married jesus has saved you from hell and he has bought you with a price and he loves you with a perfect love more than your husband ever could because he created you in his image and this life is not all there is he's going to come back and restore this broken world and we're not going to get into is there marriage in heaven i I already have my thoughts about that but we're not going to get into it but all that to say is this life is so temporary and you, if you're saved, if you are a believer in Christ, you have all you need, and it is beautiful. 
it is beautiful to not be distracted and just totally focus on Christ. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to throw that little nugget. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, and nugget. Okay. Just one last thing that I thought of because you were like, you know, your husband will, you know, satisfy you. Your friends aren't going to satisfy you either. Ooh. We're going to we're gonna talk or about. your boyfriend. Or your boyfriend. But we're going to talk about Christian friendships a little bit later in this series. Um, it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting topic, uh, because I don't think it's talked about, but it's going to be emotional. It's going to be emotional. Lots of all the emotion. Um, but all that to say is like in this time, like pursue the Lord. Yes. Pursue the Lord. Um, because like, you know, the, nobody else is going to fill you. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just feel like a broken record, but, but like, Read his word, yeah. pray, journal. Yeah. And, and, and also meet with people. Meet but, with other Christians. But just knowing that, like, just beca- if, you, if you're feeling lonely and alone, like, it, the, the answer isn't to be with people all the time. Right. You can't find your satisfaction in that. But, Amen. Yeah. That, that was just kind of last nugget. But um, hopefully I didn't miss anything. My my thought drain is kind of come to the end. <laughs> You're on another level today. That was good. Oh man, <laughs> I on, think I need help. On that note, uh, <laughs> be sure to find us on Instagram at Live Set Apart, and I'll try to keep it updated. Um, if you have any thoughts for topics, um, questions, comments, concerns. Whatever it may be, um, DM, DM the Instagram. Reach out to us personally if you have our contact information. But don't Snapchat me. <laughs> you don't even. You don't even. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. Find us, follow us, and we'll try to keep you updated with that. So until next time. Um, I don't know how to... You usually end these, Hannah. Until next time, thanks for listening, guys. We love you. We pray you're blessed by this. See you later.